Working with a dirty dozen like Charles Bronson. Anything for them bills, Stevie Johnson. Come about my bills like Stevie Johnson. Back like I call the option. option. Money on my mind, money on my conscience. I'm all about my bills. bills. I'm on my Stevie Johnson. Johnson. I'm about my bills like Stevie Johnson. What's up, folks? Why So Serious Podcast, Episode yep. 9, Week 9, 2019 season. Go down the line, JT, Stevie, Donald Jones. Uh, rough loss on Sundays, Sunday, boys. I want to get to that, but trade deadline. The Bills were not buyers today. Uh, yeah, we, uh, didn't get, we didn't pick up nothing, huh? I guess we pretty we pretty solid with, with the team we got. Is that how we're taking it? I, I guess. I mean, yeah. I saw somebody say on Twitter a little bit ago that um, not buying is good right now, and that's exactly what Brandon Bean wants, exactly what Brandon Bean's going to get. I still think we should have went after a receiver, but, I mean, we didn't give anything up. Obviously, we didn't gain anything either. Um, interesting. I mean, we've been all – we've been thinking it was going to happen here for for weeks, and then today comes and goes, and here we are sitting here kind of talking you know, about it. There's still two sides to it, though, you know. Like, maybe we did, you know, go after some guys. It just, you know, didn't happen from the other team's perspective. So, um, you know, who, who's to say that we didn't try or make an attempt at anything, you know. At the end of the day, we still got our squad that everybody believed in from, from training camp, from the end of training camp until, you know, where we are now with our guys. Um, so, you know, that's how I'm taking it, uh, glass half full type. Mm-hmm. Optimist. I um. <laughs> I, I um. I don't know. I mean, I I can't see them sitting back and not trying to make any moves. That just don't make sense, you know. Especially they've shown from the first year that they were here that they're not scared to make moves. So I can't see them sitting back, not trying to make moves. But we also know that they don't want to offload their draft pick because that's how they feel they could build a team. Um. So, you know, I'm sure teams teams might want too much for their players or whatever the case may be. I just can't see them sitting back not trying to do anything when you see all of the other teams trying to get better, especially the number one team in your division, um, the Patriots. JT, you, you had a good point Sunday night on the Cold Front Report. I believe it was Sunday night. Yeah. Um, a, a lot of people were kind of dogging the Bills after that loss on Sunday, but but you 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 said – this is the team that we believed in. There, we have a great opponent coming up, an, uh, an opponent that we should beat on Sunday coming up, and it's a great spot for that game to come. Um, kind of tell us about your mindset. I really liked what you said on Sunday night, um, and it kind of puts everything in the moment now, seeing that there's not a new acquisition to come onto this roster. Um, that would ultimately make a difference, like a Stephon Diggs or an AJ Green or a Melvin Gordon. Well, no, it goes back to the point we made last week that this team is—I mean, they're at what they're kind of doing what they're supposed to be doing. They're, in my opinion, they may be even overachieving a little bit because of the domino effect of everything that's happened. In AFC. Let's be honest, the AFC is bad right now. The AFC yeah. is really bad. Um, and in the day, they beat the team they're supposed to beat, and I think they lost Have the team bad. they're supposed to lose to. So I he said half bad. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just still saying we I'm still saying we got a good team and and um the Patriots obviously are the Patriots of what we know. 
and um, the Dolphins are bad and the Jets are bad. So well, I say Steve, when, when you talk about the Patriots are good, this Patriot team is not as I mean they're eight and zero, but they don't like the dominant Patriot teams of the past. Even they don't even yeah. look like that to me. I mean, the only thing missing is Randy Moss running up the sideline, you know, that type of dominance. Because yeah. from what we're seeing in this type of game, you know, their defense is is solid enough. And obviously, Brady is efficient as far as putting points on the board or getting his team in position to put at least three points on the board every drive. Um, and that's that's what I mean by, by you know, the dominance. Yeah. You know, and that's, I mean, and that's what we can that's what we can get to. Which I mean, we'll carry on throughout this this segment, which is which is good uh, that we got more to talk about. But um, you know, we got something that we can watch as far as uh, these Patriots and you know, us having another game against them. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's the difference in in the Patriots and the Bills right now. The, the Patriots have a really good defense. They have a really strong uh, run game, which people overlook because you have Brady at the quarterback. Um, the Bills have a really good defense. You have a solid run game. What you don't have right now are the consistency in the in the passing game and just the ability to score points every drive. Um, and, and that's why the Patriots are winning games and the Bills are not. I mean, not that they're not uh, winning games, but that's why those games are so close versus the Patriots because they're at least getting three points in every drive. You know, right. they're not going three and out too many times. Um, right. So, you know, that's something that the Bills are trying to work towards at the same time. Um, it, it's time to kick up. You're halfway through the season now. Um, it's time. It's go time. You're getting into November games. These are the games that you got to win so that you can set yourself up for December and not have to necessarily – I mean, you want to win all your games, but you don't want to get into December and have to – Start slumping. Yeah. yeah. You know I mean, like you need to win these games in November so that you can go into December good. It's feeling good about yourself, right. just trying to really uh, lock, it, lock yourself in a playoff game. And not like, oh man, we we if this person lose or if this team yeah, lose, we don't want to this team lose. You know what I mean? So this mm-hmm. is this is go time. This offense needs to start to put up more points than they're doing. It's actually interesting too because going into, I mean, the next game obviously is November November third. Going into November, you're pretty healthy. I mean, we've seen Bills teams in the last five, six, seven years going into November and half their rosters off or half their rosters gone down the injury on the injury list. Yeah, um, to go with that point, though, well, not even to go with it, to go with JT's point, you know, that's where we're looking like, okay, why didn't we build and, and get yeah. more players? Because even though we are we are pretty healthy or, or healthier than what we have been, um, we still banged up at that position that we was questioning that we kept talking about at the receiver position. Not saying we're down or uh, lacking confidence in anybody in that room, but more bodies the merrier you know when it comes to this type of game um in this in this evolved sport you know you got to have multiple bodies you know so um we i'm, I'm with jt when you say we should have even went to go get somebody somebody or you know yeah. more because every other everybody else got more right yeah no i'm cool just about anything i mean just something just i mean i i get holding on to the draft picks but all your draft picks the last two years have been have been hits for the most part. Your, your top one through four, your one through four picks have been hits. Most of mm-hmm. them starting. But mm-hmm. I, I just felt like I felt like we didn't do anything, and I get that nobody did anything. And I saw actually a good point by a guy named Mike Back who actually follows our pod and our show, and he said today the fact that the Bills didn't do anything, but nobody else did anything either, probably showed the fact that everybody's asking price was set too high. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
So that, that sounds that sounds pretty accurate to me. You know, and one thing that you also said was it with the overachieving part. Um, so when you say that, did you? Oh, did you mean did you mean overachieving um, as far as with their their strength of schedule or? Well, uh, I I think they're right in line with their strength of schedule, but I, I think that people were seeing so went into this Eagle game and saw five and one and said, oh, this team is ready to go, and I, I mm-hmm. think that they're overvaluing what this team really is. They're not looking looking at this team for what they really are. This is still a building team. It's just that mm-hmm. we had a very 100%. favorable schedule to start this season. Right, right. And if you think so, about it, the entire AFC East, uh, and, and ignore the fact that the Jets and the Dolphins are terrible right now, the AFC East has a pretty damn easy schedule. I mean, the Patriots had – I mean, think about it. The Patriots really up until this point, and I'm even going to throw us into the equation here, they have not played a true opponent yet, in my opinion. I mean, it, it, their next five games – in all honesty, I, I looked this up the other day. I'm going to look it up again really quick. They, in my opinion, the next five, five, six games, I see two or three losses. They're playing Kansas City. Who knows who's going to be, be the quarterback in KC? Um, I'm pulling up the schedule right now. Let me Patriots see. Patriots are going to win that. Yeah. I, I yeah think they, so. got some, they got some on Andy Reid and Pat Mahomes. Pat Mahomes will be back for that game, but here we go. This is something about it, man. They, they, they got the number. They're at Baltimore. That's going to be a good game. New England's only a three-and-a-half-point favorite. Sunday night football this week. Then they go to Philadelphia, a team that just trampled us, um, and then they play Dallas, another team that's going to be fighting. I mean, they're four and three. Philly's four and four. Those two teams are fighting for a division crown. And then they go to Houston. They always seem to have trouble in Houston. And then they come home and play Kansas City, and then their last three games are against Cincy, us, and Miami. Yeah, I, I mean, I can only see the one loss in that, and all everything that you just said, and that's against us, you know. So, <laughs> like that. So that, that's how I feel when it comes to you know that situation. Um, but with our team, with our team now, man, is it's like the you know is the is this our our learning phase with the coaches? Is it with not picking someone um, on dra- on trade the, before the trade deadline? Um, and then next year we'll see how it goes. So um, it's interesting to see how how things play out with uh, with the rest of this season. Yo, you said with your knee crossed, your legs crossed. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, no, I'm just kicking back to him. Philosopher, yeah, he looked, I'm telling you, that's what he looked like in that room. <laughs> the brown walls behind him. My distracting. <laughs> Not oh, good. Yeah, my, my bad. <laughs> hey, look. So, hey, about that Philadelphia Eagle game. You know, one thing we always we always match up to the New England Patriots. You know, because I feel like we that's what we what we're trying to get to. So we say with the Patriots, they put up points almost every time they get. You know, they get on the field. Mm-hmm. JT, you you know you big on this one. We had a lot of design runs for our quarterback. And yeah. I just want to know how many of them ended in points, you know, that, well, g- that game. Well, the first – zero. Because the, the one time we ran with him, the second time he fumbled that ball and that changed the whole game. That was into that. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, that that's where it comes down to why, why is our quarterback running the ball, you know? Right. Like, Josh, I, yo, here's my thing. You have a quarterback – that is six, whatever, six, 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 seven, however tall he is. 
Um, let him stand in the pocket. Like, we want to develop him into a pocket-passing quarterback. You can use his, leg, his legs every now and then, but all of these design runs and all of that stuff, like, bro, that's why Cam Newton is worn is worn down yeah, now. You know what I mean? Like, no, nah, that's not that's not what we trying to do here. I don't even know. You know what I mean, just because he's big, yo, you trying to get him hurt? He's already been hurt this year, knocked out. Right, right. You know what I mean? Like, let him stand in the pocket, and the, the guys that's supposed to make plays, that's supposed to have the ball in their hands, get the ball into their hands. Yeah. Let those dudes make plays. Let those dudes take the hits. Your franchise quarterback need to stand back there and just dump that ball around to Get everybody. The ball. Get yeah. those guys Con- the ball. Continue developing as that pocket passer. You know, right? You know what I mean? Should, like he ain't should. he ain't Lamar Jackson. Lamar Jackson. Yeah. I understand you want to use his legs. He shouldn't nah. waste any practice reps doing um, doing running plays at all. Exactly. Yeah. That's what we got Cole Beasley there for. You know, to to get those few yards if we want to put it in the air or that's what we got Frank Gore for. That's what we got Singletary for. You know, they they this is what they do. You know, our quarterback can't be in that situation. It's too much riding on them, especially when it's not making moves. You know. Three things about this situation, man. You're, you you went to this game averaging four point nine yards a carry. Per carry they, that's a lot. They they haven't averaged that high since you guys were on the team with Spiller and Fred. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You ran the ball twelve times only with your running backs, and eight times with your quarterback. Well, you in a game that? where there was twenty five mile an hour winds and rain, and you, yeah. and you sat back and you threw the ball thirty four times. Is the reason Carson Wentz threw the ball nineteen times and his running backs ran for over two hundred yards total yeah. rushing yards? Yeah, so so they they kind of got us there. As much as as much as I'm trying to get a, a, elude the fact that I don't want to say something about you know the coach. It was the coaching on this one because I don't. I don't want to say that, but I have to. This one, I'm gonna I'm put it. I'm gonna put it on that coaching decision. You know, not saying that 100%. he's a bad coach or anything. Just this one, I think we played too much into the elements of of it's getting cold or whatnot. I don't know what they were thinking, but oh, we go sneak yeah. and get use our quarterback. I, I don't think we need to do that. We on the right track with with what you're creating, what you're developing with with Allen. Let's right. just stay on that. Let's not, yeah, let's not even uh, go elsewhere. Like, my biggest thing, like you, you bring a guy in like Cole Beasley um, to, to like these slot receivers are used as an extension of your run game. Indeed. You know what I mean? Like it's third and, and four, yo, go get that. Indeed. Option route, boom, you're right there. Get, get to the sticks, catch the ball, go down, mm-hmm. first down. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So like if you want to sneak your quarterback in every now and then and run him, that's cool, but how you gonna run him eight times like he's Tyrod Taylor? Like, yeah, that's can't not do that. that's not what we do. And sometimes coaches get into like it's almost like they outcoach themselves. Yeah, you know what I mean. Just they might see something on film, and they put this this plan together for the week. And then once they get into the game, they're trying to stick to that plan. Then it's like, yo, you gotta adjust. This ain't working. It's right. time to get get the ball back to our playmakers. Right. The Precisely. offensive play calling was atrocious, and I, and the weather was atrocious too. Don't get me wrong; it was awful. Um, the play calling was ridiculous. The one thing that I haven't seen, and maybe I maybe this has happened, and I haven't just noticed it. Why aren't we giving the ball to Cole Beasley in the backfield? Why why aren't we running option routes with him starting out wide? Those uh, wide receiver, uh, I, I, what's the play called when he starts out wide? Oh, the jet sweep. Yeah, sweep. jet sweep. Yeah. Well, I haven't seen Cole Beasley run one of those all year. He ain't fast enough for that, bro. Uh, yeah, that John Brown was somebody. Where's McK- yeah, or they, McKenzie? That's what he, he was. He was inactive. They put him inactive last game. 
shocking yeah, to me. We, yeah, we thing, got a lot, a lot of weapons, right? Speak on it, man. What Robert Foster. I mean, I have not seen the jet sweep ran once this year. Or at least, if, what about like a fake? You know what I mean? Just set up yeah. some, that's, some other that's, things. That's Something. the thing. Like, if you're gonna run with your quarterback, you need to be faking that jet sweep. So somebody that takes a, a linebacker out of the equation, right? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And then, all right, now we're gonna actually give it to the jet sweep, or you just keep giving it, giving it, giving it, and then all of a sudden, all right, we're gonna sneak one in here with Josh Allen instead right. of you know what I mean? Like that's how you set it up, um, but. You had to get the ball to into the hands of your playmakers. Now, when they got guys inactive, I don't, you know, I don't know what they felt they needed to have another corner up or whatever the case may be. Um, but there, there are certain guys that I feel should be active. You got a speed guy. You need to always have a speed guy active. Um, a guy that can run those jet sweeps or reverse or something like that. You know what I mean? You need to always have that type of guy active. I just feel like they right. outcoach themselves yeah. in this game. You know what I mean? Um, and and Philly came in. It, it ain't like they're a warm-weather team or nothing like that. They it, The elements right. didn't affect them. They, they the stuck same, to their right. game. Yeah, right. you know what I mean? This is what we do. This is what we're going to do. And they played their game. The Bills didn't necessarily play their game, not the same game they've been playing all year. Exactly. That's exactly what I'm what I was saying also. Hey, JT, I got something interesting for you. Okay. Um about our defense, you know, against running quarterbacks, what's what's the deal with with that? Because we're a pretty solid team when it comes to, you know, you sit in the pocket or you want to run the ball or you want to be strictly passing. But now when it comes to having a quarterback that has the ability to run, which is something that we might see later, um, how do you feel about about our squad? With well, I mean, with that, with Dallas and Baltimore on the on the schedule, we definitely gonna see it. Um, mm-hmm. But under McDermott. We faced pretty much what I call a mobile quarterback nine times. Um, we pretty much held them nine touchdowns, nine interceptions, 33 sacks okay. Okay. in nine games on mobile quarterbacks, and uh, eight fumbles, five wins okay. for a loss. So we actually do pretty good. It seems like the McDermott defense sometimes struggles against the pocket passer, more pocket or less than the, than the mobile quarterback. So we prepare very well for that. Okay, that's definitely good to know. You know what happens, like, sometimes when you got a quarterback that's mobile, They'll pick up a key first down, and then everybody's like, "Yo, we can never stop mobile quarterbacks." And it's like, you know, if you look at the stats, no, they're doing good against these quarterbacks. You know, what I mean, he just he might have had a big play on this one where he picked up a first down, and they ended up scoring in a key part of the game or something like that. Um, but nah, the Bills defense is good against mobile quarterbacks as long as as long as those guys, the defensive ends, don't go too far up the field. Um, you usually can keep those guys, po- you know, in the pocket. Mm-hmm. But sometimes you get out of position, and they step up, they step out, and next thing you know, they're taking off, and it's a big first down. That's what you mm-hmm. can. Especially with, uh, you know, when you face Baltimore. Um, Lamar Jackson, a whole different animal right? in terms of his legs. So you got to be – you got to have a spy on him. Mm-hmm. You know, so that, that's, that's a little bit down the road. But, you know, it's just something to look at. Something that, yeah, definitely forward. something to look at. Yeah. And, and the crazy, I mean, we let Carson Wentz, we, we let the ground game, it was it was just embarrassing. Carson Wentz was getting his way with the ball in the air and on the ground. Their running game, Jordan Howard, made us look like Yo. a joke. Yo, let me tell you. So one of my, my good friends is a defensive coordinator um, in high school, and he always talk about, like, he's like, yo, I can I can take getting beat through the air. 
what I can't take is somebody just running the ball down our throat. Like, I can't take that. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like you just open hand smacking me yeah, over and tough. over and over me. Like, all over and over and over. You just keep smacking me in my face with an open hand because you're just running the ball down our throat. Like, you can't yeah. do that as a defense. If you can't stop yeah. the run in this league, there you can't stop anything. Yeah. That's, you know at, that's, that's at all levels. That's at all levels. Yeah. If you can't stop the run, because once our running game is going, now it's like you're going to stack the box to try to stop that. Let's go up over top or play action, whatever the case may be. You and then you're controlling that clock. Exactly. And, and you can't – the Bills, you know what's crazy? Every year they have these games, like two or three games, where a running back is able to just go off where they're just running the ball down. This defense, too, the same defense. The last couple of years, you had Alvin Kamara and the Saints came to town. You know, he was able to just run the ball down their throats. The same defense. And it's, that game it's, was ugly. That game was ugly. That game you was can't, ugly. I think I left can't. at halftime. <laughs> do you think that has something to do with, with it being NFC teams? Like, we ain't really tripping off y'all until we see y'all in the, in the Super Bowl. <laughs> well, no, but what's the one year that we didn't we – I think it was 2016. We beat the entire NFC North. I don't think well, it's I mean, the NFC. I'm, yeah. I'm talking about this team now, though, you know? Yeah, yeah, guys. yeah. 2016. Know. That was the original. That was the original yeah. cold front with Jerry yeah. and Mario and them when they beat. Uh, yeah, that that was a minute. Nah, I mean this defense here. Mindset. I mean right. now, now we got the OG. This cold defense front, is though. supposed to be yeah, supposed to be built for, against the run. Right. Yeah. This defense is supposed to be built. That's why. That's why. That's why I'm saying. Like, are they not even tripping off of this? To lack lack of a better uh, word, are they even tripping off of this being an NFC team? They should be. It you should, lost yeah. a home game by eighteen. Yeah. So I think it had to be like, lack of preparation. I personally, I think it was a lack of preparation. Go back to Donald's earlier point for the offense. It seems like they came in with the, like he said a scheme that he was gonna run. He was gonna he was gonna um take advantage of the bad Philadelphia secondary no matter what this game. He would he mm-hmm. didn't make any adjustments to his game plan at half, and I think they <laughs> they tried to plan for Carson Wentz in the passing game and the running game just caught him off guard. That's what I really think happened. To me, what it looked like, it looked like we did not even put the weather into consideration. And then when the coaching staff woke up on Sunday morning and saw what it was like outside, they said, oh, shit, we got to change everything. Yeah, and man. by game time, they weren't caught up yet. Yeah. And, and I, that's that's something that's tough for, for players because I can remember being in – in a situation like that, it's like what, like what is going on? Why are we calling these plays? These white plays, yo. Like that's what I, like. yeah, that's when I said something about, and I kind of got a lot of heat for this because I'm like, okay, well, you know, somebody asked me, maybe Jeremy uh, asked me, and I'm like, yeah, well, Fitz, he can call, he can audible plays, he's in there to see what's going on with the movement in the defense. So yeah. I think he should have more. Um, more responsibility, I guess, yeah. to to call that, and I and they they got me for saying that the coaches was off. That's why I was hesitant to talk about the coach or bring yeah. up the coach, yeah, because I got so much backlash on it. But you know, it's 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 that's what you do. That's what you do as like the top teams. Manning's the now. I'm pretty sure Fitz can um, do audibles, but Allen can do audibles only in the second year. But he know what's going on. He know the moving parts. You know Yo. that you shouldn't be running this. Hey, audible. Hey, we go get right. it. I'm handing it right off to Fred. That's all I'm saying. You know. Yeah. Yeah. It's. It's. I mean, I ain't play quarterback, um, so I ain't gonna sit here and say it's easy. But you don't know 
what a guy could do it to you. Let him do it. Like, yo, Just let him go. Yeah. You out there on the field, bro. If, if you see it, then man, yo, they, they stock in the box against us right now. Like don't right. run the ball into that. Exactly. All the ball out of that. Check out of that. Let's throw a, a quick pass, something, you know what exactly. I'm saying? If, if, if you see, they trying to back everybody out, yeah. boom, check to the run. Like it's, it's, it's something yeah. where, yeah, he only in his second year. I get he's still learning, and yeah, I get you uh, don't want to put too much on the plate. Throw, uh, guess quick, what? I, I feel like this is with everything you see. With everything in life, is like yeah. boom, check to the run. You know, like, this it's, is it's, it's just like when they talk about quarterbacks sit behind other quarterbacks and learn. Like I don't think you learn sitting and watching. I don't think you learn until you actually do it. So until you, he's actually making those audibles on his own, he's gonna make mistakes. That's what it is. You're gonna have to go through those growing pains. But exactly. at some point, he's gonna catch on and, and get it. But you gotta he, let him start doing it now. And he's and that's the thing. Like he's that's the frustrating thing. You know, I'm thinking that from a player's perspective, is like he's more than capable to yes. um, you know adjust with with whatever's going on week by week or in game, which we've seen. That's why he's got so many fourth quarter comebacks or wins. Um, so he should have that power to do that. And um, I can also remember a time where. You know, uh, Terrell Owens when he was with the Bills, and I'm and I'm in a in a meeting rooms, and you know he had a lot of stigma around him as being not good in the locker room and, and a headache, a cancer, et cetera, et cetera. Um, but he was saying things. He was outspoken, but he was saying like the right thing for players. Why are we running a hitch when they're they're running zones in here and this and that? Why are we so you know what I'm saying? He was saying yeah. like the right stuff. And they was marking him as being outspoken, you know? And I feel like that was something when I was watching that game last week, like this is not even our team. Like what is going on? Like why are we why are we calling these right. plays like this? And um, I just feel like that probably was something that was going on with inside. And there's nobody that can really say nothing except for the quarterback. And, yeah. you know, yeah. Allen's going to be here. I feel like he's going to be our guy like, like Kelly was. So he can do that stuff. He can speak up for his guys, you know what I mean? And he'll learn. I think he'll learn from it. You know, what's crazy is, um, you know, once you've been with a coach for a few years, you can, you can come over to the sideline, even as a receiver, your coach. This is what they're running. Yeah. Um, you know what I mean? Get me the ball. Whatever the case may be. Not even just get me the ball. Uh, this is what they're running. We should run this to counter right. what they're doing. And Gailey but was good. You got to – yeah, Gailey was good with that. You know, he trusted us. But you got a, a, a bunch of new receivers to this offense this year. You know what I'm yeah. saying? And you got to wonder how much or how open or willing are those guys to go to the offensive coordinator and, and voice their opinion right now. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like, your coach, this is what they're doing. We need to be doing this because they're so new to the team. The mm -hmm. defense, the defense, those guys have been on this team for – for years now. So they, they, they're good with Leslie Frazier. They can say whatever, right. they, you know what I mean? But the offense, you got a bunch of new faces on that offense to where you, you got to wonder how many, how many of those guys can stand up in the meeting room and say, or even on the sideline, make a it's call gotta, upstairs, you know what I mean? Or say, and say, yo, this is what they're running. It's got to be We Josh. need to do this. And, and yeah, yeah. And, and, you know, the thing is, if you're not letting Josh – make audibles and do all of that stuff how much how much is he gonna go to the coach and say this mm -hmm. is this you know what i mean like it's mm -hmm. you really only got one veteran out there and that's frank gore right you know what yeah. i mean everybody else is i mean they're veterans but they're, they're, they're new to the offense and right. 
when you're new to a, to a city and to an offense, you might not be as as open to go to the coach and say, "Yo, coach, this is what they're doing, man. I'm telling you, if you run this, we good." Yeah, <clears throat> it, it's crazy to me. I mean, is there something that I mean? Seeing what we did against Miami last week and then this week with what happened against Philly, should should we be concerned? Or should we wait and see what happens this week and then be concerned I, possibly? I've been saying for, for the last couple of weeks here on the show, the offense got to score more points. You know no, what I'm saying? Like you, can't, you cannot leave it up to your defense every game because your defense is going to have a lapse every now and then. You know what I'm saying? Like they, they yeah. play really good against the Patriots. You're going, to, you're going to face some teams that can score points, and they're going to score points. If your offense can't score, it's like, yo, come on, man. It's time for y'all to step up. Like, <laughs> how many times, Stevie, were we in the game, and it's never to, like, talk bad about the defense or anything like that, but we was putting up points. Mm-hmm. And it's like, hey, yo, like, every time we score, the, uh, they, they come back and again. score. You know what right. I'm saying? And now we got to go back out and score again. Like, not that it's a problem, but it's like, we need y'all to make some stops. Right. You know what I mean, and, and you would never say that out loud in a press conference or anything like that. But there does come a point where, you know, on defense, and they'll never say, like I said, they'll never say this. They'll never be like, ah, if they get asked by somebody in the press, you know, what's your thoughts on the offense? Um, they can't go three and out, all of that. They're going to say, well, you know, it's our job to go back out there and stop them. But at the end of the day, as a human being, there's gonna come a point where you like, yo, y'all gotta yeah. do something. Yeah, you straight know? up. <laughs> like score that's, points. <laughs> you, that's you, know, real. you know who else was frustrated this week? A lot of fans, myself, a lot of people. I think Will found some of those guys that were frustrated. Mm. So let's go find where Will is. Everybody, it's your boy Will, Why So Serious Podcast. Um, and restaurant in Chictawaga called Mr. D's. Um, a couple fans in here chopped it up with him a little bit. Everybody seems to be real frustrated about that loss and about the way they let them boys run all over them. Um, it's restaurants in Chictawaga, real good food, great ambience. You guys got to check it out. Mr. D's, Chictawaga, Buffalo, New York. Um, working on a couple things with these people. They, they might do a little sponsorship with us, so I'm uh, actually pushing for that. But anyway, good ambience, good food. Beautiful restaurant. Looks real good. So, so, so Will was at Mr. D's in Cheek to Vegas. He saw the frustration. He, he heard from the frustrated people. Um, now the question I want to ask is, is you, you got Washington this week. You go to Cleveland, you face a team that's two and five. Who knows what's going on in Cleveland right now? Is is and then in any of Miami, is nine and two a possibility here? Is seven? Yeah. Or, I'm sorry. Is seven? I'm sorry. Is eight and two a possibility yeah. here going into Dallas on Thanksgiving? Yeah, yeah very much. Very much. But what it's do we have? But what do we have to fix though? Let Let's throw these two games out. These past two weeks. Miami was a dub, but obviously a lot of things happened that week that could have went better. And, and all, I think all of us can agree there. Right. What has to change to win these next three games, which we all think are very winnable games? All right, we stop running the ball with our quarterback, first and foremost. <laughs> <laughs> second, yeah, second, we, we get 
we get our like we I, I really feel like we have to get Beasley and Allen or somebody in Allen good on those little downs to where like like Don was saying third and fourth down we're an extension of the run game where we're going to hand off the, I think we're going to hand the ball off a lot more so we're going to need an extension of our of a handoff and that's that uh, camaraderie with with Allen and Beasley or Allen and somebody else in the receiving game um, to get those 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 hidden yards, I would say. Because that's going to lead to consistent points, right. which is what we're trying to get to, right. obviously. Don, right. what I want to hear from you is what would you, from your time on the John Murphy show, what would you say to a caller in this position right now at five and two? What would you say to a caller calling in frustrated saying, what do the Bills need to do to get down the stretch here and win these next three games and maybe put these two straight weeks, even though you were one and one kind of in the, in the rear view mirror. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, the, the simple answer, if I really want to be a smart ass and just say score points, um, cause that's really what it comes down to score points. But um, I, I think you got to really piggyback off of what Stevie was talking about. Like this is a team that wants to run the ball. You want to run the ball. You don't need to run the ball with your quarterback. You need to run the ball with your running backs. Um, and then get into third and favorable. And then, you know, you use those options, like use your receivers, you know, to pick up those first downs. Or even on first down, give it to them on an the option route. Pick up five, six yards. Now on second and short, you can use that run game. You know what I mean? Like stick right. to that. Right. Stick to that formula and you will be okay, especially when you have a receiver that can work the middle of the field. Option routes can be so dangerous if you got a guy that knows how to do it. And he's a guy led that the can league. work it. Yo, he's led the this, league in third this down. Dude, this dude knows how to work the middle of the field. Use him in the middle. He can work linebackers. He can work safeties, um, nickel corners. He can do all of that stuff with option routes. He and, and uh, Josh Allen need to be – I mean, obviously you got Brown on the outside, but those two need to be in sync with each other. Right. Lockstep, always together, watching the film together because right. they need to work the middle of the field. That can be – that's why the Patriots' offense is dangerous. That's mm-hmm. why it's so hard to beat them because they're running so many option routes. Um, and, and it's almost like, yo, you never know where they're going to go. All right, you're going as a linebacker. You're going to play me to the outside? Boom, I'm going to go right in here. You're going to play me to the inside? Boom, I'm going to go out. You know, you're going to play me head up? I can go either way I want to go. Um, and, and so – and they're doing that already. Their running game is getting in, into third, you know, second and short, third and short. Mm-hmm. So now mm-hmm. it's like we can throw a quick out, first down. Mm-hmm. And they do the same exact thing all the way down the right. field right. every single week. And so right. as an offense, don't get away from what you do. That's how you went. You stick to what you do best. Like, if you got 10 plays that you're really good at, I don't care if you change up the formation, but this is what we're going to run all year. Exactly. Keep it simple. You know what I mean? You get into trying to change things around like that, and, oh, now this week we're going to run the ball with the quarterback. Why? Yeah. That's that's why I don't think we should panic. I think the coaches will learn, and they'll see, and they'll see what what the mistake was, and they won't do it again. Um, And I think we'll we'll develop from here. And and the good thing about playing against – this New England team that we that we speak about a lot um, is we all we we can battle with them. We can go to war with those dudes, and that's in our conference. So mm-hmm. all we got to do is continue to get stronger and learn from these these mistakes that that we just showed in, in these in these two losses that we had. 
you know, against the Patriots and against um, the Philadelphia Eagles. You know, two of the most recent defending champs, too. Right, right. So yeah, not to discredit, yeah, not to discredit yeah. those teams either. They're they're studs, and yeah, we want to beat all of them, but you know, every team is go minus that that uh that New England team that went undefeated, um, and that the Miami Dolphins team that went undefeated, but. There's going to be L's in the season. It's about yeah. getting stronger and developing, though, and, and responding. Uh, yeah, and responding to those those games. You know, whether right. you win or or losing close. Right, right, exactly. And then you know, really, what it comes down to, like I said earlier in the show, man. Once you get here in November, it's time to get on a streak. You right. got to run off a streak of games, where it's like, all right, we just won four games in a row, five games in a row, mm-hmm. to set yourself up. So that it's not such a hard task in December. Yeah. Or you find yourself hoping that another team loses. You don't want to be in that position. November so, is like the February for college basketball. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Right. You, you want to win really, now. You got to win now. You know what I mean, you, you look at, okay, the, the New England game was at home, right? They lost their game at home. Yeah. No, New England. Yeah, New England's in New England. So the next game is in New England. So Correct. what I'm saying, like you lost two home games. I don't care who they are. You can't lose home games. Can't. I mean, we're <laughs> three and zero on the road and two and two at home. I mean, it should be the other yeah, way around. Like you put yourself in a tough position when you lose a home games because now you got to go on the road and win. I mean, every game is tough to win in this league, but now when you got to go on the road and win games, and you have to win these games, it's, tough. it's like it's tough, man. Because I don't care what opponent it is, what their record is, when you're going into somebody else's stadium. It's hard. There's a lot of variables at play. Flights, hotels, hard to lock in. Singletary, high-stepping his way. He's in the end zone. It's a football touchdown. You know, referees against you. Like, you just never know. Um, so, it's, 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 you need to win home games. I want to I want to take some fan questions really quick um, from our Facebook feed. Um, John Whitfield said – I, I think I know who he's talking about here. He said, what's up with this run stuffer star? I'm guessing he's talking about star Latulule. Yeah, that's what he's yeah. talking about. I, what is up with him? Because ever since we signed him, that's one guy. I haven't heard the name. I haven't heard his name once. Listen, man, I, I'm going to put it this way, okay? I, I, I'm, I was never – nothing gets star. I think star is a solid player. But what happens is when you pay somebody a certain amount of money and there's a price tag on a player – Especially here in Buffalo, because this 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 beyond this community is not used to people getting paid, especially from the outside. So when they bring you up from the outside and they give you fifty million dollars and ten million dollars a year, people want to see you stop everything. Yeah, everything. Yeah, that's true. And, and he's in a position. Right, and, and and nothing against him, he does dirty work. So you may not yeah. always be able to see what he actually does. Exactly. But when you see a team run for two hundred yards and they're running right up the middle. He's gonna be yeah. the first one they point their fingers at. Man, what? Right. That's true. What? That's true. And and you know what? It's it's kind of it's kind of it kind of sucks, but you no, know, being on this side of the of the game now, I guess mm-hmm. it comes with the territory, you know, because when mm-hmm. when we do well, which we've done well so many weeks, um, you know, it was it was cool. It was cool for him, even though the position that he's playing, where he's he may be the one taking on the double team, so someone double else team, can, yeah. you know. So, so his is not a glorious, a glorified position for fans. But if you break down film and watch it, there's going to be some things that you'll be like, okay, damn, he does, he does some, some work in there. You know, he's setting up a lot of people, the linebackers and et cetera. 
Right. So, like there are schemes. Yeah. There, there are schemes <laughs> where I remember talking to um to Bart Scott. And he talked about back can't when he wait. was in can't wait. He talked about <laughs> back when he was in Baltimore. It was his job to take on the fullback so that Ray Lewis could go free. Right. You know what I mean? Like that was Bart Scott's job. And he did it well and he got paid to do it. Like he got a big contract because he did his job well. And he mm-hmm. always was setting up um Ray Lewis. And Ray Lewis was the one making tackles and became the star, obviously. But there, you know, schemes are made for certain guys to make plays and star. Right might be in a position where, yo, you're going to have to take on the double teams. Like, everybody know who – the offensive linemen know who Star Latula is. Right. So, when, when you scheme and you're like, you got to make sure this dude does not – you know, he can't just clog up the middle. So, we're going to double team him and get him up out of there. Right. Um, so, you know, you just never know as a fan from the outside what the scheme is, what's going on, unless you break down film. And, I mean, I don't know how many people are sitting watching the All-22. Right. Yeah. Another 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 guy here um, from a Cody Wells. Seems like we always have to or to adjust in the second half instead of coming out strong, which I agree with, um, especially this season. Yeah. Do you think it's play? Do you think it plays into the preparation and film watching uh, with kind of how they're handling these games right now? I mean, I, I can almost every game this year. It's like they had to come out of the second half and re and readjust or think about Cincinnati for example they're up at half they're up big at half and they almost lose that game yeah that's a good Miami, point they were down I mean it's a great point I think yeah it's a good point uh, good <laughs> yeah, question. that's a great point I mean <laughs> <laughs> right and then you said and you said handle that was a good word because um first thing for, foremost handle biz and have fun uh, hey. but aside from that I think that's the thing they were being handled by you know the coaches too much too much from the coaches and it's not being handled by the players. You know, if the players um, was to go out there and like we were saying, are we gonna get um, Cole, we gonna get John Brown, we gonna get uh, our tight ends all all comfortable early, mm-hmm. come out with a quick screen, come out with a, a hitch, uh, slot hitch, slot, slot uh, under routes, rubs, something comfortable where we coming out and just, and we're comfortable with that. That's not, you don't have to practice and watch film of that. All you gotta do is see the defense and okay, I can see this look. That safety's kind of coming over here. I know I can get this guy right here. Cole, mm-hmm. hit that option route right there. Boom, three yards. Turn into about eight to thirteen yards, and that that gets things going, and it's easier for the offense to move the ball down the field, and and you won't have to go into your bag of tricks too early, aka uh, quote unquote uh, adjusting. You know what I'm saying? We always come out and we're being handled by our with, with the play calls that we have to call, and then yeah. it gets either locked up or we do some some good and then we got to adjust you know what i'm saying right I, right I agree yo i'm telling you like coaches especially offensive coaches brian Dale. should always be in the mindset i want to keep it simple let my playmakers get the ball every now and then we can throw in something that's a curveball at them but when you're trying to scheme up so many different things you're scheming and scheming and scheming it's like, yo, these dudes are pros. Like, at the end of the day, you get paid as a pro to win one-on-one. Right? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, Stevie could win a one-on-one battle. If you can't win one-on-one, you can't play in this league. Yo, right. go get open one-on-one. I'm going to get you the ball, and we're going to keep this thing moving. It, 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 it shouldn't always be a scheme trying to get somebody over. Right, which means, like, it doesn't have to be 15 to 16 yards down the field 
You know what right. I mean? It, it can be it can be easy stuff within five to ten yards. You know, right. knocking that down eight eight times a game, that's that's big. That can be huge for a quarterback that knows he doesn't have to sit there and be sitting on the edge with all right, I'm sitting here like a like a true pocket passer. Exactly. And I stayed for a long time, and now I found it, and now I got him. You know what I mean? It's yeah. too long. It's too many plays to be thinking of somebody gonna come on your bl- hit hit you on your blind side. You know, get, let them get the ball out. Yeah, right. Right. Go get open, bro. You can't get yeah. open. You can't play in this offense. One on one, get open. If it's a slant, a hitch, a comeback, you know what I mean? Whatever, a curl, get open. Win, catch the ball, and, and get some yak yards. You know what I mean? Like the, it, yeah. it's just really that simple. Like. I mean, you look at the teams that, because I mean, all right, you look at Kansas City. They they have a scheme that, you know, they got a lot of different plays that they run. But when you really break down the all twenty two, they receivers winning one on ones. Nobody can cover them dudes um, because they blazing fast. They got a tight end that can catch the receiver. The the, the Patriots, they are winning the option routes one on one. They got the slide receivers winning option routes. The receivers on the outside are winning one on one battles. They can run the ball effectively. You ask, what can we do to, to get back on track? Run the ball effectively with your running backs. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? If you can run the ball consistently, I'm telling nobody can stop you. Nobody can stop right. you because, you yo, we running the ball down their throats. Now they right. got to stack the box. They got to mm-hmm. stack the box. And now, as a receiver, I'm about to come over. It's because Barbecue it's, I, chicken. I, right. I know it's a one-on-one because <laughs> they got safeties down in the box. Right. Man, it's time to eat that's Steve, what that might be the funniest thing I've ever heard you say. I'm saying, no, nah, look, yeah, shout out, shout out to NBA uh, TNT, Shaq and all of them in the home. Mm-hmm. It's, that's what it is, barbecue chicken, because that's going to help us out in the long run. We can get Cole to be. I keep bringing his name up because I've seen him work from Dallas and and mm-hmm. lead third down conversion, lead the league in third down conversion. So I know he can do it. I've seen it on his touchdown where he hesitated instead of just ran across he probably would have been too fast and the safety would have would have spotted him but he did a little has a slight hesitation and then he went came across and which all it all worked out so um shout out to cover one on twitter because you guys got nice breakdowns and um mm-hmm. that's where i seen it at um but yeah i think that's that'll help us out so much we need to have cole exhausted almost every week you know what right. i mean so that he he really gets his work we get that his boy work. getting ten catches a game. Yeah, and yeah. I don't care if it's for five yards. He should get him ten, yeah. get him ten for seventy. Right, and I'm happy. Right, Listen, but those seventy—that's yeah. all first down work. Eleven targets, man. That that no, should be his goal every game. Yeah. Target. Yeah. And this is the word that we don't use that we don't use enough is targets. You gotta right. get the man. You can't be if he comes out the game with more than less than seven targets. You yeah, you have failed not, as a coordinator to get him the ball. But Absolutely. in Josh Allen's defense before that game, that game was already lost, in my opinion, before you stepped in the field. And people were like, why would yeah. you say that? You sat Isaiah McKenzie. Like you said, Donald said, that's speed. That's somebody who made big chunk plays every single game. And you made yeah. him inactive. TJ Yeldon, Devin Singletary, he's a runner, man. He, he's unnatural catching about the backfield right now. Yeah. Not saying he won't get to that point. I remember Adrian Peterson wasn't natural catching about the backfield for the first couple of years of his career. But he, that's not his thing. You got TJ right. Yeldon on, sitting the bench, inactive right. for no reason. I said the same thing when I saw Sorry, the inactives come out Sunday. That to, that move to me made no sense. Dawson Knox, you you got him splitting time. Nothing gets Tyler Croft understand that you paying the man money. But these these guys I'm mentioning, these are playmakers. Nice. 
Mm-hmm. I agree. I, I, we got to, we got to wrap this show up this week, but I, I think that we, we can all agree we should beat Washington this week, right? Yeah, I feel like we should be the rest of our, our schedule, man. Real quick before we leave, what's your three keys to the game of Stevie for beating Washington? What we got to do? Okay, three keys to the game is DBs go stand up and they go shut down their wide receivers. Um, our, our quarterback and receivers will connect and Beasley will have over eight catches, I'm going to okay. say. And then um, we go we go pound the pound the ground. Run game will be heavy. Don, what you got? I got run game. You got to get your run game going. Um, you got to get some big chunk plays, and you got to stop their run. You know what I mean? You can't let the running backs that they have go off because regardless of how old you might think he is, he still can make plays in this league. Um, so you got to do a good job at, at slowing down the run game. All right. That's, that's simple to me. Before we wrap things up, I want to just give a quick shout out. I don't know if we have the pictures or not. Uh, one of my best friends got married this weekend. I was in the wedding. Um, it was a, Congrats, man. a blast. He's in Ireland right now, living it up on his honeymoon. I'm sitting at a desk in the town of Tonawanda. Um, but uh, it was a fun wedding, good time. Um, it was a – still recovering, in all honesty. What day was the wedding? Uh, it was Saturday. <laughs> still it was beautiful. It was a beautiful yeah. wedding. You get yeah. old if you're recovering on Tuesday from Saturday, bro. I, That's dude, I was... Hey, but we go hard though. You know how you know how we do. <laughs> we, we do go hard. Hey, That's for sure. Heart, don't forget Miami. Couple weeks. Oh, yeah. Bills yeah. back with Miami party. Elbow yes. room. Saturday, November sixteenth. 2 to 6 yes, p.m. Yes. Watch the series be in house with the Bells back in Miami. We're doing a live podcast. Make sure you're there. You're not going to miss it. Woo. Make sure you're there. And then also next week, next road game in Cleveland, I'll be there. Mooney lot right yes. across the street from the stadium. We'll be there. We'll have, be having a great time. Come say hi. Uh, hopefully the Bills will string like we said together a few weeks here, consecutive W's and, and build that. Uh, just keep building. Yeah. towards the postseason and then it's it's a one-week season once you get to there so uh everybody for for myself jt stevie donald thanks for watching this is another episode of the why so serious podcast brought to you by 26 shirts peace did you know mortgage rates increased for the third straight week but still remain very low compared to a year ago the 30-year fixed rate mortgage averaged 3.75 percent during the week ending october 24th up six basis points from the previous week and the 15-year fixed rate mortgage increased three basis points to an average of 3.18%. The five-in-one adjustable rate mortgage averaged 3.4% of five basis points from a week ago. Mortgage rates roughly track the direction of the 10-year treasury note, the yield on which has roughly stayed the same over the past week. What's up, folks? Rates are still around. It's week.